1: the Tropical Chevrolet, Zach and the Nose Fantasy Football Show on AM560 Sports, WQAM, FM99.9 HD2, and streaming on the Odyssey app. Sponsored by Tropical Chevrolet, where convenience for our customers is our top priority. Find new roads at Tropical Chevrolet. Here's Zach and the Nose. All right, back now for our
2: number two, Zach and the Nose, brought to you by Tropical Chevrolet. Shout out to the GM there, Danny, our buddy, and obviously the king and queen of Tropical Chevrolet, Ari and Eric. I think last week I called them Erica, like Arica and Era. Like, I, I don't know what I did last week. I was, And it wasn't even late. It was an early show, and I think I still did it uh, last week also. Anyways... We are in here and hour number two. We still have a lot to get to tonight. We haven't even gotten to uh, some of our normal stuff, including the sniff test, which is coming up here on the show. The tight end pick of the week, yes or no?s I have a special little uh, wide receiver time to kind of take today that we're going to get to because of Cooper Cup season so far and the top 10 wide receiver seasons of all time where we let nose try to guess some of those I'm uh, looking at the years for some of those guys the, the farthest it goes back is 2001 knows so there you go right there uh, with that uh, but we do have a couple more observations I do want to hit here before we move on to our normal stuff uh, Arizona's offense Kyler Murray uh, we saw what James Connor Jimmy Connors has done uh, for this team now with Chase Edmonds out for a couple of weeks he's got that dreaded high ankle sprain I think that's what it is right um, Christian Kirk has, has kind of jumped up a little bit but Go over a little bit, uh, a little more details, including Zach Ertz and, and, and just some of the weapons they have there. But it all starts with one guy. He is five foot nine and like three quarters. He is the quarterback of that team, Kyler Murray. What do you do there? Will he play? Will he not play? And how do you kind of manage the offensive weapons? Oh, yeah, and DeAndre Hopkins on that team, too. Right. So Hopkins
3: and Murray are sort of, I think, in the same boat right now. They're both extremely questionable to play, Zach. So what are we going to do here? We have to wait to see what Kyler Murray is going to be or not going to be. And the truth of the matter is, is my opinion is, he shouldn't play. Now, I know Kyler Murray, fantasy owners don't want to hear that. But if you owned him last year, you saw him fade game after game as he took hit after hit as the season progressed. It is uh, of my opinion that they should leave him on the bench, right? Because they were able to win last week. They had Colt McCoy who I would say did an admirable job at, you know, that's what he did. He had an admirable, admirable job. It's a nice word. But this week, they're at home. They're going against Carolina, who's starting P.J. Walker at quarterback. And why am I mentioning that? It's because I think they could still win the game without Murray and Hopkins, and they would be much better off if those guys rested their bodies, got back to 100%. So, again, what do I know? I know nothing right now, okay? Only that Cliff Klingsberry, Cliff my God, what a season he's having. Right. Is, he knows what's going on. But it is my opinion that 250 yards and a touchdown that Colt McCoy had last week Should be able to get the job done if they give the Terminator a ton of rushes. They have a kid named Eno Benjamin who's also getting probably 8 to 10 touches in the backfield. He trucked over some dude and ran in for a touchdown in one of the most impressive plays last week. So, what do you do? Look, just have a backup prepared for Kyler Murray, right? Jump on it. Don't wait until Saturday or Sunday until you find out whether he's going to be playing or not. Get on your waiver wires. Or if you have somebody on the bench, make sure their matchup is Good enough to get into your lineup to replace Murray. My bet is they're going to rest him. And then on to Hopkins. This is a tough situation because the last time Hopkins played, you were watching him on the sideline for most of the game because he was hurt. But he came in and he came out. Look, I'm not overcomplicating. If Nook Hopkins is playing, I'm starting him. That's how I do it, okay? Because, you know, at this point... You can't gamble that he's going to play and then all of a sudden he's just going to have a bad game. If he's playing when he's on that caliber of a player, top three overall in terms of talent wide receiver in the NFL, maybe number one overall, I'm starting him. But other than those two players, you know, you really can't trust anybody else. Christian Kirk is going to be probably their number one player. Uh, You know, they have Moore who's either a hit or miss type of player and needs a home run. And then there's Zach Ertz. And he's just a tight end who could get himself maybe 70, 80 yards in a touchdown in a best-case scenario. So, again, we got to see what happens. But if Kyler Murray's playing, you're starting him. If Hopkins playing, you're starting him. But if Hopkins doesn't play, the one player that I would give you permission to start is Christian Kirk. He's the best of the bunch, in my opinion.
2: Wow. A little Kirk music there. I like that. Captain Kirk. Is this guy... I cannot
3: believe well done. how on point like Stacey Adams Garcia is right now. Yeah, My God. All
2: over it. Right, right. Logical. Um, right. Really, really well done, dude. Really well done. Like, I caught that right away. Uh, Nerd alert. <laughs> uh, and I love it. 305 567 0560. By the way, one quick text message just came in. I want to ask it. Uh, Jamil and Coral Springs, loving you texting the show. We love that. Um, he's got Rodgers in the fourteen man league. Forgot to put this one out there. Do you trust Teddy Two Gloves if Roger can't go again this week to start over Aaron Rodgers? Teddy Two Gloves.
3: Love the Teddy Two Gloves reference. Means a lot to me. Thank you for saying it the right way. And yeah, I, you know, he's got a good matchup. Okay, he's at home versus the Eagles. It's a good matchup. Teddy Two Gloves is the most boring. Fantasy player ever, in my opinion. I know you know if you get two fifty and two touchdowns from him, you win. Okay, and that's what he brings to the table. He's got the weapons. Judy's back. They targeted him plenty last week. Cortland Sutton, who had a bad game last week, probably won't replicate that. Good running game. So obviously, if Rogers goes, you're starting him over Teddy Dugloves, But not a bad replacement. He's like actually the perfect backup right quarterback in this situation. So yes. Uh, Jamil and Coral Springs, give Teddy 2G a uh, a look if Aaron Rodgers can't go.
2: All right, here's an interesting one, uh, observation-wise, and this will probably be our last observation, at least for this segment here. Um, Odell Beckham Jr., cleared waivers. Uh, There's a couple teams now that he is looking at, uh, and he specifically, or someone from his camp specifically, has thrown out there. Green Bay, New Orleans, and Kansas City. Not uh, too shabby, uh, by the way, for Odell Beckham Jr., uh, best landing spot fantasy wise for Odell. If those are his top three teams, rank those top three and what he'd be in each offense. You think at this point,
3: right? I mean, it's a really good options if you're an Odell Beckham owner. Right. And last week, what did we say, Zach?
2: We Brass begged you, him. right?
3: Don't drop him. More than right. anything, just don't right. drop him. Right. Like where you hear he's getting waived or he's not going to play. Well, he's not playing this week. The, uh, he said he's going to take a few days, go, go figure, the prima donna is going to take a few days to figure out what he wants to do. So Odell Beckham, by the way. Bye. But, uh, are you kidding me? Patrick Holmes or Aaron Rodgers, both are gorgeous fits for Odell Beckham and for fantasy. It's all about who the quarterback is and the opportunity. For the Saints, yeah, you might get yourself more targets, but who's throwing you the ball, man? Trevor Simeon or uh, Taysom Hill? No, right. no. Look, I've also, a lot of rumors are out there, so that's rumors. I think Seattle's also in play. Now, yes, you have Russell Wilson there, but you've got two other really good wide receivers there, whereas in Green Bay, you got Devontae Adams, and Odell could be on the other right. side, flat out. And on the other side, there's so many options in the KC offense, But that being said, it struggled with that second wide receiver. They have Tyreek Hill. That's great. They have Kelsey. That's great. But Hardman or Robinson or Pringles Chips, those guys are all not getting the job done. And a big problem probably why they're not getting open for Mahomes. Those are Odell's a huge upgrade over those specific players in that offense. So, man, if you're an Odell Beckham owner, you're thinking, give me any team that's got a really good quarterback to get get me the ball. And the first and second players that could come to mind, and even third, would be uh, Aaron Rodgers, Pat Mahomes, and Russell Wilson in no particular order. Again, the only problem with uh, Russell Wilson is that's a lot of mouths to feed. That's the only issue with that situation. But if you wanted to say it to me, I'll, I'll flat out say it. Give me Pat Mahomes in that situation. Just give me the gunslinger, and I wouldn't be so upset if it was Aaron Rodgers too. That's That's where I'm at. But nonetheless, if you have Odell Beckham, Hold on him for one more week. He could be very startable for next week if he lands in a place this week, gets to learn the, the playbook, and then gets some run. And especially for the playoff runs, he actually has a chance of being something. Or guess what? He could be a bust. And then, you know what? You don't start him. But right. it's nice. He, he has the talent. And it's nice that you have that little piece on your bench right now with a lot of upside.
2: Right, and that something really good could happen with him if one of these teams and all of a sudden becomes your wide receiver two or three on your team if you need it uh, before the playoffs and everything. That's the the best case scenario uh, overall at this point. Let's do something uh, a little out of order here because we have so much to get to before the show is done. Let's give the tight end pick of the week here, the nose pick uh, tight end of the week. Uh, I know we normally do it later on in the show, but we have so much to get to. Yes or no sniff test, my wide receiver kind of information, and of course the nose pick of the week coming at the end of the show with the rest of your text messages here. But let's do this here. The tight end nose pick of the week for week 10 is?
3: Yes. I was going to try to sing a song right now for you guys, but it was just going to... You know what? I'm going to do it anyway because I don't care. Do it. We we love L.A. We love it. That's right. Jared Cook loves L.A. and he loves Justin Herbert, right? So um, this week, Justin Herbert... Going to find your boy, Jared Cook, the ball. Trust me on this. I have him having a big game. 60 yards and a touchdown at home versus Minnesota. Jared Cook, okay, nose pick, tight end nose pick of the week, riding a hot quarterback, and he loves to throw it to the tight end. Mike Williams has taken a step backwards, and and we discussed how he should have traded him a long time ago. Don't get me wrong. Has the ability to have good games, but Jared Cook, Going against Minnesota, who not so very good against the tight end this year. Will exploit the linebackers. Give him a go. If he's on your team, must start for this week unless you have one of those top, top guys like Kelsey or Andrews.
2: Right, right. All right, good stuff there from the nose. The tight end pick of the week. That's right, none other than Jared Cook uh right there for you uh all right let's take a break here we'll come back we're going to come back with the sniff test we're going to come back with yes or no's. i'll give you that wide receiver numbers uh, stuff too that i've been working on uh, all day long i've been sweating doing all this uh, research here for the uh show tonight just joking and of course the nose pick of the week and your text message as well keep them in coming in 305-567-0560 let's take a break this is zach and the nose fantasy football show brought to you by tropical chevrolet he's the nose i'm zach we're back Right after this.
1: Welcome back to the Tropical Chevrolet Fantasy Football Show with Zach and the Nose on AM560 and FM96.5 HD2, The Joe, WQAM.
2: Back here on Zach and the Nose Fantasy Football Show brought to you by Tropical Chevrolet. Remember, tomorrow night, Thursday night football, your Miami Dolphins are going to be hosting, that's right, hosting the Baltimore Ravens uh, national television for Thursday night football. There's a nice slate of games, by the way, this week as well. Uh, Baltimore-Miami obviously kicked things out Thursday night. Sunday, 1 o'clock games. Atlanta at Dallas. New Orleans at Tennessee. Jacksonville at Indy. Cleveland at New England. Buffalo at the Jets. Detroit at the Steelers. Tampa Bay at Washington. The 4 o'clock slate. Carolina and Arizona. Minnesota and the Chargers. Philly, Denver, Seattle, Green Bay. Sunday Night Football, Pat Mahomes and Kansas City go to Las Vegas. And then on Monday night, the LA Rams and San Francisco 49ers go Rams if you're a Dolphins fan right now because you own that San Francisco draft pick. You want San Francisco to lose all the games for the rest of the season. We're against 49ers. How about that one for you right there? All right, let's do this. I would like to talk about something possibly historic going on in the NFL right now. Cooper Cup knows um, answer this, and I, I probably an easy answer. Uh, by far, the number one wide receiver in fantasy football this year. He is number one on basically every list, if not all the lists whatsoever. Correct? All right. Okay. Yes. So number one right now, Cooper Cup's got seventy-four catches, thousand nineteen yards, ten touchdowns, which equates. about 235.4 fantasy points i might be off if you're in a league that gives bonus or whatnot but that's kind of the ppr of what you would get he's averaging 8.2 receptions per game 113.2 yards per game and 1.11 touchdowns per game he's averaging 26.15 points per game in fantasy so that's what he's doing every game now if In a 16-game season, because I don't want to go 17 games because none of these other players that I'm going to give you had 17-game seasons, they all had 16. He's on pace right now for 418.49 points in fantasy. That would be by about 35 points better than the number one player on this list for top wide receiver seasons of all time. That's how impressive this could be. Now. He would have to do this every single game the rest of the season, and that's fine, and it might not happen. But man, when I saw these numbers, I was just a little bit all over the place, thinking of all these names coming up here in these top 10 wide receiver fantasy seasons of all time. we will start with number 10. In 2001, he did this for the Indianapolis Colts. Can you guess who it is? Sorry about that. That's okay. In 2001... We're, we're doing a radio show right now. 2001 for the Indianapolis Colts. He did this. Uh, you know who it was, which wide receiver it was for the Colts in 2001. That would be Marvin Harrison. Marvin Harrison comes at number 10 on your list with 351.7 points. Like I said, right now, 235.4 for Cooper Cup on a 16-game average for 418. Marvin Harrison, that year, 109 catches, 1,524 yards Fifteen touchdowns, tenth on that list. Number By the nine. Way, quick and, note: Yes,
0: in two thousand one, I won the championship. You know who my top three picks were in that draft? Who? Ladainian Tomlinson, Peyton Manning, Marvin Harrison.
2: It's a pretty good draft through three rounds. Not bad at all. That w- that would be uh, actually pretty good, right I there. I went on. The, right.
0: so I went on those three alone.
2: Uh, I can imagine that. Yeah, like, you didn't have to it. start anybody else, of course. Else. Did you? St- a kicker. He started a kicker too. That was it. Alindo Mori was his kicker for that team. All right. Uh, number nine coming in. Number nine, two thousand three for St. Louis. Do you know who this one is? Uh, I'm going to go with Isaac Bruce. You would be wrong. It was Tori Holtz. It was. Uh, it was one of the other. Right, right. Ah. It was a Total. Total. I got you in a the corner there. He had 357.1 fantasy points that year 117 catches 1696 yards 12 touchdowns. Number 8 for Detroit in 2011. I don't, I don't MegaTron That's right. 359.2 points that year 96 catches 1681 yards and 16 Monster. touchdowns. That's 8th on okay. the list. 2015 for the Atlanta Falcons. I'm sure you can guess who this was. Who
0: who 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 Leo
2: Right. Julio on uh, the schoolyard. I think that's what it is. 365. I know, not bad there. 365.1 fantasy points. He had 136 catches, eight touchdowns, and 1,871 yards. 2019 for the New Orleans Saints. Not playing this year, didn't really play last year. Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas. He had 149 catches, 1,725 yards, nine touchdowns, 372.6 fantasy points. I'm guessing he won a bunch of leagues that year. How long ago was that? That was 2019. Okay,
3: that's... I'm not that going crazy. That's right. two years ago.
2: That's two so years ago. So
3: two years ago, he was right. the top wide receiver. He went in the first round, and now where is he, man? What a fall from grace. Okay, let's Feels keep like going. it has been a decade top. since he did that. Right. Dude, two like, years right. ago, exactly.
2: Right. All right, top five. Three players are in the top five. Just three players. A couple of guys have two spots yeah. here. I'm sure you'll see who they are. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Coming up in 95, he played for the Vikings that year. In 2003, this is the number five. Wide Mr. Floss, Mr. Floss, Randy okay. Flippin Moss. 370. That's, that's Minnesota
3: version, which we know there's right. a better one out there. Correct. Right.
2: Correct. 376 quick, on Minnesota
0: version plans. of Moss. You know what the difference between Randy Moss and a dollar is? What is I it? A dollar will give you four quarters. Oof.
2: Okay, not that year for Minnesota and New England. Those years he was giving you about eight quarters worth of fantasy points. He had 376 that year, 111 catches, 1,632 yards, 17 touchdowns that year. All right, <sharp inhale> the, next, the next player takes the three and four spot, two straight years in 2014-2015. Played for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Can you guess who that was? The Pittsburgh Steelers in what year? 2014 and 2015.
3: My God, am I blanking? That would be Antonio. That'd be Antonio Brown. Right. I blanked, but I'm back. Okay, number,
2: number four. The number four season, he had 376.2 fantasy points, 136 catches, 1834 yards, 10 touchdowns. At also in the number three position, the 2014 season, he had 380.9 fantasy points, 129 catches, 1698 yards, 14 touchdowns. This brings us to the top two on this list: 2002 Indianapolis Colts. 2002
3: possibly Possibly
2: already made this list marvin marvin harrison that's right okay yeah i was about to say who can
3: it wasn't i mean reggie wayne with i mean phenomenal wide receiver but that he wasn't marvin harrison right no
2: that year marvin harrison 382.2 fantasy points 143 catches 1722 yards (laughs) and 11 touchdowns 143
3: wow Wow. yes
2: Okay, so brings us to number one, who obviously you've already named before. This is the New England version, 2007, Randy Moss. And you're going to laugh at this because the first two numbers I'm going to give you are not that overwhelming, but the last one is. He had 385.3 fantasy points, only had 98 catches, didn't get to the 100 catch mark, only had 1,493 yards. I say that because that is by far on this top 10 list, the the least amount of, of yards, but... He got to the end zone. Do you know how many times he got in the end zone that year?
3: I don't. And I'm so excited to hear.
2: 23 total touchdowns that year for Randy Moss. Now, I bring up all these numbers. I give you all these stats. I give you all the points because Cooper Cup is on pace. I just told you Randy Moss with the number one overall fantasy football season for wide receiver of all time, 385.3 points. Cooper Cup keeps up his average. And just through 16 games, because not 17, just through 16 games, he will have 34 more fantasy points than Randy Moss did in that year. What, what, what? That He had 23 touchdowns, 98 catches, 1,493 yards. Cooper Cup is on pace for 444.64 points, which would be 70 points more than Randy had that year. Obviously an extra game. But this is the kind of season, if you drafted Cooper Cup, you're getting at this point. That is your wide receiver stats of the day.
3: That was a wonderful job by you. I am very impressed with your research, taking the time to do it. Very pleased with you. And what's so funny was, is that Cooper Cup was the, a player that I'm telling you, if you text in the show, we had people telling us before, people were taking Robert Woods before Cooper Cup this year. Absolutely. He went between rounds four to eight Okay, that's how, based on how many teams, 10 team, 12 team league, 14 team league, that's how deep he went. So when you get a player who's putting up historic stats, like Cooper Cup is, in a place where you have three or four players ahead of him that you drafted, if those guys stayed healthy, that's how you get to 9-0 like Rafa, right? Like, that's how you have to be Absolutely. a star. But what a season so far. Matthew Stafford to... Cooper Cup with Sean McVay running that offense is one of the sexiest things we've seen in a very long time. And I can hope it continues for his fantasy owners. Unfortunately for someone like myself, I don't own him a whole lot. A little bit here and there, but not a whole lot. My percentage of owning him, not where I want it to be based on those stats that you just said.
2: Right. Adam Thielen, Julio Jones, DJ Moore, Odell Beckham Jr., the four picks before Cooper Cup was picked in my big money league in round seven. Someone got Cooper Cup with the second pick. Outrageous overall.
3: that someone took On, Odell Beckham beforehand, right. by the way. That that guy should be called out. and
2: Right. Yes. Yeah, Actually, shot. it was the wraparound picks. He picked DJ Moore and Odell Beckham. Cooper Cup was the next pick. Yeah. That's how you lose a wow. fantasy how league. Yes. You f- that up.
1: Right. How yes. Do, someone, someone do you? Gives, f- right. That up.
2: Right, right, right. All right, well, how about this? We're going to do the sniff test coming up in the next segment with the Nose Pick of the Week. And since I've been, uh, you know, hogging the mic as it is right now, um, Garcia, you got my family feud music? Maybe it's time for a little yes or no's here before we end this break. What do you think? (laughs)
1: Oh <laughs> let's go!
2: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it's time for the award-winning segment we like to do here on Zach and the Nose show called Yes or No's. I will ask Nose nine fantasy football questions and one life question, world question, as we like to do here. Sometimes it involves food. Today it involves music. Our last pick, our last question of the day, just to give you a little teaser there. It's called the radio tease. Nose, I'm pretty good at that uh, as we are here. Okay. Let's do this. We'll start off with a couple of game uh, questions for Thursday night football. And this one, I think might be an obvious one, but I'm not sure. Yes or no's? Lamar Jackson versus Miami is the best quarterback start of week 10. Yes or no's? Wow. No. no's, no's, no's. I'm going to be
3: a believer. I'm going to be a believer and say no's to that. I actually have been having a big comeback week. I know it could be a little controversial, but I have Dak Prescott at home versus Atlanta's defense as the number one quarterback for this week. I have a feeling Dak Prescott's going to come out and do some crazy things at home. They've been off a little bit. Look, Lamar Jackson's going to have a good game. Yes, that is going to happen, no question. But that Miami defense at home, I think Coach Flo's is going to have them fired up. And I don't think he's going to be the number one quarterback this week.
2: All right. Another one for Thursday Night Football. Actually, we got two more for Thursday Night Football here. Mike Gronkowski might have jumped into the top five tight ends in the NFL conversation. Yes or no? Yes. You yeah. know I love
3: Grongsecki. Yeah. The hands on that guy. How he can spear balls out of the air. Get him the ball. Extend his contract. Keep him in Miami. My friend, we've discussed him. Gronk Secki is one of my favorites, and he's a
2: stud. Yep, I love that guy. Uh, last Thursday night football, yes or no's question here. And I thought this was interesting when I saw this with the uh, kind of rumors that Jacoby Brissett will start again this week for the Miami Dolphins, and no two-up. I would start Jacoby Brissett over Baker Mayfield this week, I saw on social media. Yes or no's?
3: No's, no, no. Can't do it. I can't do it. Baker at New England. Baker doesn't have weapons. I get why it was said. I still can't say it. And let's just be honest. I don't want you starting Baker or Brissett this week, okay? None of you. I want none of you starting either of those guys.
2: All right, let's go around the rest of the NFL. This was a good one, and I think you actually hit on this once or twice in the show today. Johnny Taylor has become RB1 in fantasy football right now, and it's not even close, yes or no's?
3: Yes, as we did discuss it before, he is currently, well, believe it or not, the King Henry is still the number one guy. <laughs> but right now, to give you an idea, in a in, in a league that is pretty standard fantasy points, PPR, Jonathan Taylor's got around 200 fantasy points, whereas the next best player is Joe Mixon at 155 huge difference i mean a huge difference in points you're right jonathan taylor r b one
2: all right with chase Edmonds hurt jimmy connors is now a top five running back in fantasy yes or no
3: no i'm not going top five i'm going top 10 though okay arizona's got a tough matchup he's a must start this week at home versus carolina But you're starting him, and we're going to make that very clear. He's a must-start. He's a top 10. Let's not get too excited on the top five.
2: All right, I thought these were two interesting ones about running backs in the uh, NFL this week. Antonio Gibson, because of injury, is now the biggest bust in fantasy this year. Yes or no?
3: Outside of injuries? Because that's, you know, the biggest bust is going to be Christian McCaffrey, because that's not fair. It's not fair. So, Antonio Gibson is... A huge top bust. Yes, that is a top 15 overall pick. He right now is splitting with Jared Peterson and Jared McKessick. What? What? How did that happen? When you drafted him, you thought you were getting an elevating that next star that was going to take that next step into that top 7, top 8 running back tier. Maybe even better. Nope. Now I don't even recommend starting him. That's where we're at.
2: I saw this from a radio hack in New England, and I thought this would be a good one to ask you here. Brandon Bolden is a must-start for the Patriots this week in fantasy football. Yes or no's? No's.
3: no I mean... Where did that come from? I get the comment. You know, right now that backfield is a little depleted. But no's. That is a homer pick. Yes, in a PPR league, he could get maybe a few catches out of there. But no, I mean... No, that's a just yeah, I'm, I'm just I just keep saying no, White no, knows, no, yeah. that White is a knows. that All is right. a homer that is a New England homer who likes a player who's a tough gritty player, but they have plenty of running backs back there. They have a Stevenson there. They have Damian Harris there. They have bold in there. It's a lot a lot of hands to feed back there,
2: right? Uh, we did touch on this in the last segment. If Odell Beckham Jr. signs in Green Bay, he's clearly wide receiver two on my team the rest of the season. Yes or no?
3: Oh man, wide receiver two, I'm going to say nose. He's a wide receiver three and you're a flex play. You see, let's not get too excited, right? You know, Odell Beckham hasn't done anything relevant in fantasy in like four years or since he was a giant. So I'm not getting too excited. We know the talent is there. I would love for Odell Beckham to be my fantasy playoffs flex player versus a wide receiver two. All right, that's
2: a good one right there. All right, here's a good one, and this is our last fantasy football question before we get to the life music question coming up here next on Yes or No's. Matt Ryan's got three interceptions since week two. He's right now the best quarterback story in fantasy football this year. Yes or no's? The best quarterback in Knows. I mean, the no. The best quarterback story he, I he, saw. That's what I saw.
3: I know. He's still not in the top 12 or 13. The best quarterback... The best quarterback story of the year is Matthew Stafford. There's no questions about it. Clearly the number two quarterback in all fantasy leagues. The guy came from Detroit. All of a sudden, you give him some talent and a head coach. And all of a sudden, his revived career, beautiful family story, great situation. He is the big news of this year. Outside, of course, number five overall quarterback, Jalen Hurts. Let's go. That's right. That's right.
2: That's a good one there. All right. We'll get to our last question here of yes or no before we take a break and wrap things up here on Zach and the Nose Fantasy Football Show. Nose Christmas music? Can't stand it? Love it? Or meh? You know, I like the Spanish version.
3: So like down here in the South Florida market, Mi yes, marito.
2: right? Oh, right.
3: dude, there's some really really fun Feliz Navidad. That's right. You know, Feliz. I, yeah, I'm gonna. Butcher the whole radio show if I sing that, but I do enjoy some Christmas carols and I prefer them in the Spanish language. I don't think there's anything wrong
2: with that at all. Nothing wrong with that at all. Part two of the question, a lot of stations now, radio stations, are going full Christmas music already, have started. Should the Christmas music start before or after Thanksgiving? After
3: Thanksgiving, it's too soon, okay? It's too soon uh after thanksgiving it's fair game all right once we hit december let's get those lights up there's no better time of the year right everyone's just sort of happy you have football you have gifts everyone's in a very good mood but you don't want to be the guy who's right now got the lights up okay it's a little too early all right let's let's save it until the right after thanksgiving no lesson but right after
2: all right, that's a pretty good answer. It's not the right answer, but it's a pretty good answer. And that is the no. The right answer is Christmas music can be played all year long. I want to be festive and happy. And by the way, my wife has already put up the Christmas tree and the lights are up in my house. It is November 10th uh, on your calendar at this point. So, so you, you are go. that guy. I'm yes, that right now. he is. That right now. Thank you. But I do have a Hanukkah bush also.
3: Yeah, you know, the tribe. I, that's I, what we, you know, I like. That's we got some okay. Hanukkah. we got some Hanukkah songs too. All right, Adam right. Sandler. Yeah. Adam Sandler really represented for the Jews.
2: He is, he is our number one at that point. All right, let's take a break. Let's wrap things up here. We have the sniff test coming up in the nose pick of the week in the next segment. Any last minute text messages you want to get in here? 305 567 0560. And what we learned last week while Garcia wasn't here is that he's got the fantasy, uh, I mean, the fantasy feud, what was it, the family feud music and an hour long bed. So one of these shows, we're just going to start it in an hour and let it ride through the whole hour. That is it. I'm excited for that one. Let's take a break. This is Zach of the Nose Fantasy Football Show brought to you by Tropical Chevrolet. We'll wrap things up right after
1: this. Welcome back to the Tropical Chevrolet Fantasy Football Show with Zach and the Nose on AM560 and FM96.5 HD2, The Joe, WQAM. All
2: right, back here to wrap things up here, Zach and the Nose Fantasy Football Show. We're going to get to two of our most popular segments coming up here right now. If you have any text messages you want to get in before the show is over, 305-567-0560. By the way, Stevie Meatballs during the break, or no, that's a little while ago, says, come on, Nose. Sniff the broken foot and tell us if King Herney will be back and strong for the fantasy playoffs. If you can answer that one, also give me six lotto numbers.
3: Exactly. I can't. But I'll just say I'll keep it very simple. I'm not dropping him yet. I know roster spots are hard to come by in shallow leagues. I can't drop him yet. If there's a way for him to get back on that field, I want to have him on my roster. So we're going to wait and see what the news comes out i'm telling you schefter is going to come out with something within the next 2 weeks that's going to basically tell you when his best case scenario is to be back and then let's just start doing the math because if they're going to tell you well he'll be back for week 17 and then he's going to play week 18 and then play in the playoffs that's not going to be good for anybody right, right? you're right. you're not going to start him in your championship league that one time where You know, he might get 10 rushes in that first game. But, hey, week 15, he's coming back. Yeah,
2: I want him on my roster. All Right, yeah, that's not a bad one at that point uh, there. All right, let's get to one of our great segments that we do here, getting you all prepped and ready for week 10 of the NFL season. We like to call it the sniff test. Noah's going to give you three quarterbacks, three wide receivers, three running backs he loves. And of course, with that, three quarterbacks, three wide receivers, and three running backs that fail his test for this week also. He's also been known to give you an entire wide receiver or running back core for teams that he does not like. So he always surprises me as well when we do this. So let's start with that quarterback position for week 10 of the NFL season. Give me a couple that pass this
3: We're going to go with Derek Carr for the Chiefs. Again, okay, so the, this is always simple. Sunday night football, Derek Carr at home. If the Chiefs get off and running, like I believe they're going to finally get their stuff together, then Derek Carr's got to have to throw the ball, okay? And so Derek Carr is a good uh, quarterback two, in a two-quarterback league. Or if you have Joe Burrow on a bye week, I, w- I would look at him. Uh, listen, whoever the Saints quarterback, the name starter for them is, going against Tennessee. Man, Tennessee's record's good, great against the run. Their secondary is 31st against the pass, so whether it's Simeon or Taysom Hill, I like starting one of those quarterbacks in a DFS league and or a two-quarterback league. And last but not least, man, he hasn't been good this year, but Trevor Lawrence versus the Colts and that banged-up secondary, everybody could throw on the Colts right now. Last week's Trevor Lawrence winning somehow against Buffalo, no touchdowns, only field goals, if I'm not mistaken. Well, he'll throw a few few touchdowns this week and uh, give him a run. Again, all these advices I'm giving you right now, I'm trying not to give you for those quarterbacks obvious ones. This is where if you're in a bind or if your quarterbacks hurt or if they're on a bye. Now, the running backs that pass the sniff test. I mean, it it goes without saying. You asked if he's now going to be a top five running back. Who you know? I call it top ten, but James Connor must start this week. Do not ask. thank God there were no text messages really asking if you should start the Terminator. You must start him. Next on that Sunday night football game, I like Kenyon Drake again. It's the theory that Kansas City is going to score and the uh, car is going to have to throw the ball. Well, Kenyon Drake, he's been trending in the right direction. Josh Jacobs is not the guy who's catching the ball out there in the backfield. So if they go down, it's going to be a lot of Kenyon Drake uh, dirty time as well. That's called PPR dirty. A lot of catches uh, out of the backfield. Hopefully, he'll sneak in the end zone. Last but not least, Javante Williams for Denver going against Philly. I really like this kid. He is an up-and-coming player. Unfortunately, for fantasy-wise this year, Melvin Gordon is doing well enough where he's not just this exploding rookie out of North Carolina. But overall, yeah, I like Javante Williams moving forward this week. And I think by the time it gets to the playoffs in fantasy, Melvin Gordon's going to be a little bit more banged up and the the young kid with the young, fresh legs is going to be the player. So definitely hold on to him. His future is bright. And then finally, the wide receivers. I like Cole Beasley versus the Jets. I wrote this earlier. I'm not, I'm going to display it. When I thought two was the quarterback, I like Jalen Waddle. Uh, now that Brissett is, you're starting Waddle at your own risk. We've discussed him plenty on the show. Can he get the job done? Yes, but I think for him to have real fantasy value, he has to score a touchdown, and that always makes me a little bit nervous. But give him a ride. If again you're really desperate there, and I love Rashad Bateman in the same game tomorrow night, uh, Baltimore. Against the Finns. I think that Hollywood Brown's going to be double teamed and Rashad Bateman is going to be brought to a national level. Minnesota, University of Minnesota, uh, stud rookie running back. So give him a look.
2: Thursday night football. Tomorrow night, Baltimore and the Dolphins should be an interesting one there. Those are your players that passed the sniff test for Week Ten of the NFL season. With that, we got to have some players that fail the sniff test, according to the nose. Let's start with those quarterbacks. Once again, give me a couple here that fail the Week Ten. Oh, <laughs> right, that's bad. Jesus,
3: Baker Mayfield. We discussed it earlier. I don't like him. He's playing New England. There should be no situation, really, where you're starting Baker Mayfield at this point. He doesn't have the weapons, and uh, that's a running team. I don't care if it's DeErnest Johnson, Nick Chubb, Zach Krantz, for that matter. Right. Uh, Kirk Cousins is going against the Chargers. The Chargers are the number two uh, pass defense. So, Kirk Cousins has himself really good weapons, but he's going against Asante Samuel Jr. and company. Uh, James, Dermon James, is a really good secondary out there. So, I would bench Kirk Cousins in a one-quarterback league. And then, last but not least, I don't want you starting Colt McCoy when he starts this week for Arizona, if he starts this week. Don't think, oh, we're just plugging, playing McCoy into this great offense that Arizona has. No, keep McCoy on the bench. As for the running backs, Adrian Peterson needs to be on your bench. We discussed that earlier in the show. Going against the number one rush defense in the Saints, it's just a bad start. I'm happy you mentioned him in Yes or No's. Antonio Gibson versus Tampa Bay is a do-not-start. He's right. now becoming a, part of a three-headed monster. And on top of it, that's Vida Villa and Adamic and Sue. And all of them. <laughs> I don't know what I'm even all saying. Right. I, I'm doing my best. Those uh, that That defensive line is just nasty. And I want nothing to do with any of those Washington running backs. And then finally... Michael Carter, the other North Carolina uh, running back versus Buffalo. Buffalo is going to be angry this week, and the Jets are going to get the wrath of the Buffalo Bills uh, defense. The Buffalo Bills defense is going to come out. I do not like really just about anybody on the Jets offense, which leads me into the wide receivers. And, yes, Let's you mentioned. It. I know. I'm only, teams. I'm going with teams. I love the segment. So, I don't recommend you starting any Jets wide receivers at Buffalo. Mike White was just named the quarterback, I believe, over Josh Johnson, who both consecutively, those guys had great games. But against Buffalo, coming off a loss against Jacksonville, oh boy. I expect the Jets to get whopped. So I wouldn't be starting any of their wide receivers. On a theme that you sort of led me down without even knowing it, No Browns wide receivers versus the Patriots defense. Patriots Patriots secondary with JC Jackson and company, really one I wouldn't want to mess with. And quite honestly, Peoples-Jones has to have a, a bomb home run touchdown to have any value or for those wide receivers to have any value, and you just can't bank on that. And in the same game, Zach, I don't trust any of the Patriots wide receivers versus the Browns. We mentioned Odell Beckham. He quietly is being touted or be touted and scouted, however you want to say, it, by uh, New England because their wide receivers. Although they're giving a great effort, they are not doing well. And I would go with Denzel Ward and company in terms of the secondary for the Browns over any of those Patriots wide receivers. So don't start any Jets with wide receivers, no Browns wide receivers, or no Patriots wide receivers.
2: All right, good stuff there. That is the sniff test for Week 10 of the NFL season. Garcia he's on a roll right now play some music and let's get to that nose pick of the week I love the music here for this it is time for the week 10 nose pick of the week
3: that's right last week Najee Harris was my call you know, let me tell you something I needed a nice call okay he got it in the end zone he had a good game but I was a little upset with myself afterwards so what did I do this week I'm going big time I'm going sleeper, and I'm going home run. That's right. The New Orleans Saints are going at Tennessee. Thirty-first against the pass, Deontay Harris, wow. the speedster. I'm calling out a big sleeper. Last week, eight targets, fifty-two yards on six catches. The week before, seven targets. It's trending to where he has nine or ten targets this week. He's going to have a big touchdown. That's a very bad secondary. DFS, or if he's on your bench right now, and there's a good chance you're listening and he is on your bench, put him in your lineup. Get him in your flex position. Deontay Harris, the speedster, is going to break out on Sunday at 1 o'clock in a big way, Zach. Deontay Harris, nose pick
2: of the week. All right, folks. You know what happens when the nose pick of the week comes out? That's going to do it for us. For Danny Garcia back in the odyssey studios for the nose in the western compound of his parents house and for myself who's hiding from my son who's trying to get to sleep right now in my house this is zach of the nose fantasy football show brought to you by tropical chevrolet have a great week 10 of the nfl season i hope you score a lot of points in fantasy i hope you get that big w i hope the dolphins get one also but in fantasy i hope you do well unless you're playing me because I hope I score more points and win. We'll see you next week. This is Zach and the Nose.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on What's in Your Podcast queue.